Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenanigans. I'm your host, Sheena Shea. That is at Sheena, S-C-H-E-A-N-A, on all social media. My favorite Snapchat, I am on there daily. Today, we have James Maslow coming in, who you may know from Big Time Rush, from his music, his movies, or most recently, Celebrity Big Brother, which I know, Will, you were a fan of. I was watching, yeah. Who was your favorite in the house? Uh, Ariadna. Okay. She was just like the sweetest, nicest person. I was like, how do you not like her? What did you think of Brandy? I can't wait to get James's opinion on this. Uh, well, Brandy and I are friends. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because uh, you do yeah. her podcast too. I, I mean, but what I did you think of her on the show? That Brandy was the only one person on the show who could give zero yeah. Fs. Because I know. I and love then talking that about to her, her afterwards, she's like, "That's my job. Like everybody mm-hmm. has an image to protect. Totally. She's like, my image is just saying what I think. Yeah." So I know they got her into some hot water with James, but it was kind of funny because she just like didn't really have to care. Yeah, it was like right from the beginning. Yeah. And it's funny because I have history with both of them. Mm -hmm. My little sister worked with James for a couple years. She was his social media manager, personal assistant. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I don't even need to get into the history with Brandy and I. I am going to fill in James on that, though, because I don't know if he knows that part about me. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk some Big Brother with him. See, I know he has a new song that's coming out, a new movie. So we're just going to find out what's going on in his life and how it was living in the celebrity Big Brother house. I want to tell you about a little workout secret of mine that I've been doing in Vegas. I mean, let's be real, you guys. Actually making it to a yoga class can add more stress than it's supposed to release. 
You have to show up early so you're not competing for parking, find your spot on a packed floor, trying to avoid the stairs of the creeper next to you. Yeah, it's a hassle. I like to work out from the comfort of my own home, as I think a lot of people do. And that's why I love Yoga Glow. It's an online yoga and meditation that you can literally do anywhere. They have thousands of classes at all levels with rock star teachers like Katherine Buttig, Elena Brower, and Jason Crandall. Unlimited access for just $18 per month. Yoga Glow is so easy to use. Like, their platform is super easy to navigate and find the class that's exactly right for you. Yoga Glow is your place for online yoga and meditation. Plus, it can be streamed right onto your phone, your smartwatch, your computer. Like, literally, you can do it anywhere. No driving, no parking, no stress. With Yoga Glow, you can practice in your own space on your own time for just $18 per month. That's literally less than a single class at a yoga studio. To get your first two weeks of Yoga Glow free, sign up at yogaglow.com slash Sheena. That's yogaglo.com slash Sheena for two weeks free. Yogaglo.com slash Sheena. Hey, podcast listener. This is Rob Sisternino. I'm the Rob and Rob has a podcast and the new season of Survivor is just getting started and we've got new episodes for you five days a week. Join us for interviews with your favorite past Survivor players in this season's losers right after they get their torch snuffed. Listen free to Rob Has a Podcast, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. And if you like the show, why not share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We're getting back into shenanigans. All right, we have Mr. James Maslow in here. Before we get started, would you like a drink? Well, I'm much more of a tequila guy. I do I know see that. vodka here, so yeah. I'm going to have to pass for that reason okay. alone. You know, my sister told me that after I picked up Tito's. She's like, sis, James likes tequila. And I was like, <laughs> shoot, I messed up there. Next time. So it's next right, time. Though. Okay. Well, then you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to drink either. You're going to hold off? You know, I, I always say you should never drink alone. Uh, you know, I'm actually with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, I did drive here too. So that would be the other that would slight be caveat. Irresponsible. Right mm-hmm. Yes. I was driven here. So there you go. So yeah. you did it right. If Had I known, had we all known, <laughs> tequila and a driver would have been a whole different interview. Okay. For next time. Perfect. So, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, quite good. Happy to be uh, back to the real world. Yeah. (laughs) Or as close to that as I live. Right. Last time I saw you, we were in New York. Mm -hmm. Ran into you at the iHeart Radio, um, where you were the rising star. Yeah. No, that was an amazing just whole opportunity. And then I got to play Jingle Ball in LA and New York. And, I mean, just, you know, being able to work and play at MSG and all these Hammerstein, these amazing places. I don't know. It was, it was awesome. Very much a, a dream come true. Definitely. I had never been to Madison Square Garden before, so that was my first time. Yeah? It was a lot of fun. I, it's pretty epic. Yeah, I had a really good time at that show. So um, it's called Shenanigans. So with that being said, there's got to be, you know, some little game aspect to each show. Alrighty. So I'm going to give thinking? you a choice between would you rather or never have I ever, and that's what's going to kick off this podcast episode i know never have i ever and i feel like that's going to be going down a slippery slope real quick what would you rather (laughs) yeah this is where you get choices so i'm going to say would you rather this or that and then we get to know you a little more this one let's try this game okay so would you rather help your friend move his house every weekend for a year or drive your friend to the airport at 4 a.m every day for a month i would rather drive every day for a month moving is the worst thing in the world. Right. And doing it once or twice is something, but every weekend for a year, do you say? Yeah. That No. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
But even if it's at 4 a.m., you're okay with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just stay up. I mean, that's not that bad. There's no traffic. I'd rather drive a friend at 4 a.m. than that horrible, obnoxious, like, hey, I got a flight that leaves at 10. Right. No, thank you. Yeah. That is a good friend. 4 a.m., James Maslow's friends, if you need a ride to the airport. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to do this, guys. <laughs> this is a choice of something more horrible than that. Uh-huh. I still don't want to do it. I'll get you an Uber. <laughs> All right. All right. So would you rather exercise naked at the gym or sing out of tune while wearing headphones and running around the treadmill at the gym? I'm pretty sure I've done the the second <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean, maybe not intentionally, uh-huh. but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess that one's less scary. I mean, look, if I'm by myself in my own home gym, I'll work out naked all day long. Public gym? Yeah, I guess I'd rather sing off too. Yeah. Okay. You might be judged for that, but... I don't want to be that successful that quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. Last one. Would you rather always have a barely noticeable cold sore on your lower lip or always have a giant pimple on the end of your nose? Is it is it also barely noticeable? But it's just. I mean, I guess if the first one's, one's giant and no- one's barely noticeable, but that could affect your sex life. Yeah, no, that would suck. I guess I'd rather just endure the pimple. <laughs> that would, yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, no, good point. When you put it, <laughs> when you bookshelf it like that. Definitely. Okay, so we're not drinking Tito's. Next time I will bring the tequila. Um, I do want I'm a to. About this. I feel like I didn't come. Prepared. You know, I, I feel like I didn't prepare properly. My sister, she used to work for you. She knows what you like to yeah, drink. Yeah, no, both of you failed she, on this one as well. Yeah. I was just trying to be polite. I'm just staring at her through the glass right now. She's pouting over there. Yeah, what did I drink? Only tequila. Uh-huh. Good chat. Yeah, good chat. <laughs> um, all right, so I just want to say um, everything social media for James is at James Maslow, so follow him on all social media platforms. Tell me about your new single. It's called Falling. Yeah, I'm very proud of this one. It's, uh, you know, like I put out an album last year and it was a great starting point called How I Like It. And since then, of course, I've been just writing and experiencing life and everything I've done since I just think is that much better, quite frankly. I mean, the album is amazing, but I guess my point is this is the first time I really honed into a lot of the music that I love to listen to. And a lot of that is electronic music. Um, and, and was able to incorporate that into my style and my vibe for the first time this effectively with this producer, Trifor, who's amazing. So out of all that, we got Falling, and uh, it is legitimately part of my playlist. So I'm amazing. listening to something I enjoy. I hope that my friends and peers and the rest of the world enjoy it as much. Awesome. Now, you've been solo for a while now. How was that transition coming from Big Time Rush into a solo career? I mean, it's quite different. It's nice because I get to do whatever I want, for better or worse. <laughs> um, and it really is that, that freedom. You know, I did a tour in Europe last year, and to be able to actually plan out the tour exactly how I want. You know, if I'm going to be in the Netherlands, I want to see some friends, I can stay for an extra couple of days and get to experience the cultures and the towns. Whereas before, it was so strict and stringent where we went, how we went, massive security, massive, just everything, that it was amazing, but it was pretty limiting. So getting to do it now on my own, quite frankly, it's been a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the trade-off is before I had the biggest record label in the world putting all of the resources behind us, which was awesome. Now I don't have that, so I'm making all the decisions myself. But, you know, funding it myself, doing all that is just definitely a different uh, 
it's a change of pace, if you will. Totally. I realized that I said I saw you at the iHeart Awards, but it was Jingle Ball. Jingle you Ball. are the yeah. iHeart Rising Star. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to clarify that. And I'll be, you going to iHeart on Sunday? Going to the Music Awards? No, I'm doing my show in Vegas. So I have five shows on the weekend. Five shows on the weekend? Yeah, two Friday, two Saturday, and then one on Sunday. And you go to Vegas for that one? I live in Vegas. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, so right I'm here on Wednesdays doing my podcast, and then I fly back every Thursday. I do my show all weekend up until Tuesday, and then I come back Tuesday night. So yeah, I have been. You just like to fly. You just want to be in the air. Seriously, I feel like sometimes there's like days where I spend more time in the sky than on the ground. I Mm. just was saying that last week. Yeah. So, um, what is the future of music looking like for you? Are you wanting to tour more? Are what are you thinking? Absolutely, I can't wait till I'm I'm getting back on the road more days than I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'll, I'll check myself later and just want to be home when I'm on the road for six months at a time. But I love it. I mean, that's really the biggest reason that I enjoy playing music is getting to travel, getting to meet fans in person, and getting to see the reaction and response. Now that all the music I'm putting out are, are songs that I've written, um, a lot of which I've also produced from scratch, some with my my best friends in the world. It's, it's so cool to see the reaction from fans now that the music is that much more meaningful to me. Definitely. So that's the goal. Um, I'm putting out another single here pretty shortly called All Day, which is the first time Ooh. I'm actually talking about it. We had a big chat this morning about that. I'm looking over my buddy Ed over there who uh, has been filled in since the get-go. What's up, Ed? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be putting that one out real soon, and I'm excited because that's actually the first one I'm doing in conjunction with the label which means a couple more bucks to play with for the music Fun. video and promotion, and yeah, I think it'll uh, I think it'll do really well. Are we gonna get a sneak preview? You know what? Maybe off air because okay. I think I'll get in trouble for playing a demo, yeah. but I'll play you something after okay. this for sure. Sounds good. Do do do. Okay, so we've talked music. I wanted to get into that first because I know that is most important to you. Appreciate that. Are you wanting to get back into acting? Is reality TV your new thing? What are you thinking? <laughs> I don't think reality TV will ever be my main thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, look, I appreciate the opportunities it's given me in the past with Dancing with the Stars and Big Brother, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, I've got a movie called Bachelor Lines that's going to about a thousand theaters here, hopefully in the next few months. I'm that waiting was on the, the next date. thing I was going to mention. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Um, working on Big Bang Theory this and next week, which oh, is exciting. Fun. So I'm still very much acting. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited about my next series, which I'm, I'm working towards right now. Amazing. So let okay. you know when that's locked in. Tell me about the role you play in Bachelor Lions. So this is a lot of fun. It's uh, an action comedy. Um, David Arquette plays my dad, and he's a car thief. And nice. I absolutely suck at being a car thief. <laughs> I really suck at a lot of things as this character in this movie, and I haven't quite figured out life. Um, and I meet Mitchell Musa's character, who... Also hasn't really gotten his shit together either. Yeah. And so much like Bachelor Lions, which is a real thing in, in the wild where like two dude lions on occasion will team up instead of trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And thus that team becomes stronger because it's two instead of one. In real life, we team up and try and figure out, help each other figure out what we're going to do. And so it's a very funny, uh, comedic, dramatic experience of us kind of getting to what our actual true gifts are as, as people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Had you worked with Mitchell before, just kind of being in that same, like, Disney, Nickelodeon world? Honestly, never had. You know, I think we maybe met once in passing, but it was kind of funny. that We've, we've run in a lot of the same circles and um, really just became friends from this movie. But he's a great dude and uh, really brought it for this film. So proud of his work, too. Nice. I used to go to a few of his shows. My sister and I had a friend who was in his band. So oh, nice. he was a very nice person, I will say that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right. So you know I'm going to ask you about Big Brother. By all means. <laughs> when did you find out you were going on the show? Let's start there. It was maybe two or three months before. Um, some of the same people that had worked on dancing were putting this one together. And so they asked me, hey, would you ever be interested? And had I not done dancing, I probably would have just said, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Because right. even initially with dancing, that's what I said, because that was never my my world. Mm-hmm. Been lucky to, you know, come from traditional singing and acting. And, and even a few years ago, I think reality had a bit of a different kind of connotation with it. But I'm glad I did dancing because it made me realize that it was a huge opportunity to garner a new audience and be able to have fun and kind of be in a world with, frankly, less pressure because I'm not being judged on my acting and my singing. Right. So then saying yes to Big Brother just was was a lot easier. And mind you, now at this day and age, reality is is here to stay. And it's an amazing opportunity for people like from Mark Wahlberg to Jamie Foxx. I mean, you've got Oscar and Grammy award winning people that are also in reality because they realize how awesome it is as yet another means of exposure. So long story short, they asked me very shortly after that, I said, absolutely. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And then uh, was really just kind of hurry up and wait at that point because they couldn't tell me anything more. They couldn't tell me the cast. They were super secretive about it, um, which was, you know, half the fun. Getting to show up and see my boy Chuck Liddell. I didn't even know he was gonna be on the show. You know what I mean? Which was, uh, was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think definitely reality TV nowadays isn't frowned upon as much as it was before. The opposite. People are grasping at an opportunity yeah. to be on reality because people get more eyes on it. You know? Right. That was one um, of the things that I was hesitant about with doing a reality show was I was really focused on acting at the time. Mm-hmm. But because of the direction that reality TV has gone, I think it was definitely a great decision for me. And Yeah. Made a great career out of it. Yeah. Here know? I am now from the Vegas Strip to... Beverly Hills and everywhere in between. So going into the Big Brother house, did you know things were going to get dicey with Brandy right away? Or was that something that kind of slowly built for you? Day one. Day one, right off the bat, she decided to have a few too many uh, glasses of champagne, I think, and just... Brandy drinking? Yeah, no, shocker. So I had no (laughs) idea who Brandy was before. And Uh I actually... I was told there wasn't going to be, I mean, archetype-wise, because they couldn't tell me exactly who was in there. I'm like, they're like, hey, there's going to be real musicians, real actors. Like, they really were reaching, I mean, Les Moonves personally improved everybody in this cast, which is amazing, right? You can't get bigger than that. Right. And they said there might be one kind of traditional reality star, but most likely not. And, you know, I assumed that would also be more like the the direction of Omarosa, which was great, because she also comes from reality, but it's a little bit different. And then, you know, they got Brandy. Um, which I wouldn't have had a problem with if she didn't just decide for absolutely no reason to have a problem with me. And even then, I let a lot of her shenanigans, if you will, <laughs> see that plug, slide. But, I mean, look, it's it's no secret that it was absolutely unprovoked, unwarranted, and just obnoxious. Yeah, I um, definitely have had my run-ins with Brandy over the last 12 years. Oh, I don't, I how don't fantastic. Know you I've been know. to endure for 12 whole years. I shouldn't even be talking. Then yeah. you go ahead. Tell me some stories. We we go back to 2006, her and I. Mm-hmm. So just a little backstory with me. I had just graduated college, moved to L.A., was working in Beverly Hills, met a really cute guy with dimples who was an actor who was just gorgeous and everyone in LA is an actor right you look pretty oh you're probably an actor or a model Mm -hmm. didn't wear a wedding ring 
wasn't anyone famous who I had seen in anything before, just standard good-looking guy in L.A. Okay. Um, turns out that that was Brandy Glanville's husband. Huh. Yeah. So a few months into us casually dating, I found out he was married and obviously ended things right away. Several months later, he said that they were separated and he wanted to take me out again. I fell for it. Found out he not only was still married, but also was cheating on, I guess, both of us with Leanne Rimes, who he's now married to. Wow. Yeah. So um, he wasn't really taking these relationships super seriously himself. No. And, you know, before social media, I do think it was a lot easier for people to get away with cheating and stuff like that. Nowadays, I mean, Snapchat, Instagram, everything, (laughs) you know, but this was 2006. There Mm -hmm. weren't even iPhones then. I remember, like, when the iPhone came out and, like, we switched from, like, BlackBerry to iPhone. Like, this was, that was back, a big switch. back then. Do you yeah. know anybody who currently still has a BlackBerry, by the way? I think Kim Kardashian does. Wow. Anyways, Which, let's not talk about yeah. that. Back to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, long story short, this all became public. And, obviously, she wasn't a fan of mine as... Yeah, I, but clearly I, he wasn't a fan of hers either if he's, he's dating you instead of her, so... Yeah. Bigger problems than just that. So her and I, for about the past decade, have had this ongoing feud. And with her being on Housewives, she was a part of my boss, Lisa Vanderpump's life. They were very close friends. She would be at the restaurant all the time. I got sent home a couple of times because she was uncomfortable. I thought I was going to get fired. It was just this back and, and so, forth like she yeah. hated me and i got it i understood i'm like of course like yeah i can kind of get that and i mean at that at that time plus i'm like okay well you know she's this tall gorgeous supermodel and here's this like short curvy brunette with tattoos i mean Wait, that's how you view her oh that's yes that's, that's nice <laughs> that's well that's lovely i don't think i don't think i'm <clears throat> In the same demographic okay. as her. Maybe I just have a different perspective. Once again, back Maybe. to you. Back yeah. To you. So um, we weren't friends for like a decade. And then it was early last year. She was on Watch What Happens Live and said that I was like her favorite cast member on Vanderpump Rules, that I was the voice of reason and this, that and the other. And I'm like literally sitting there and my mouth was open as wide as it possibly could and i was like wait what randy being irrational no (laughs) no 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 she was being rational she was for once but against all all signs previous to that right yeah so i mean i was shocked ended up um i looked on twitter i was unblocked and i was like hmm i'm gonna reach out and just be like hey thanks for saying something nice about me for the first time in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then literally that night I ran into her at an OK Magazine party and we had like photos taken together and hung out and had a drink together. Then I ran into her at Coachella and now we're cool. I mean, we're not like friends who hang out on a regular basis, but I do know what it's like, my point being, to be on Brandy Glanville's bad side. You know, I mean, look, the same exact situation. Like, we went out, I had some drinks with uh, the cast from Celebrity Big Brother just last week, and she happened to be there. And she comes running over and, like, sits on my lap and wants to be friends in real life. And, I, you know, mind you, in real life, I don't have to be nearly as polite as I was on the show. Because, like we said, I don't have 100 cameras, and I can just, you know, call her on her shit, which I very much did. Yeah. Truth is, I don't hold any grudge against her. But then, you know, the same thing, as much as she wants to have drinks and be friends in the same evening... Then I look and see press where she's still ragging on me saying, oh, he was the most 
arrogant or cocky or all these things, which frankly, I wasn't in any way on the show. Yeah. You know, even uh, I was talking with Omarosa before this because she's introduced me to some uh, a business contact to her. And she sent me another article where she just was making things up, even about Omarosa, that just didn't happen. So it's like, Brandy, you got to pick one or the other, girl. I'm cool with you. I'll let all the other BS slide. But like... You got to pick one side or the other. You can't be friends to our faces, want the pictures, want the, the posts and all that, and then behind our backs go to press and just be talking shit. Yeah. You kind of got to pick a side. I don't know anything what that's like. Yeah, I don't have clearly. anybody like that in my life. No eye rolling at no, all. No, none. <laughs> um, I did see that uh, you guys are the same pant size. Did you really not notice that she was wearing your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to just avoid eye contact with her in general, so yeah. it's no shock. And, you know, it's just like, why, why, why poke the bear? Why instigate anything further? So I would just like blatantly be the other side of the house sometimes. Um, but no, we're definitely not the same pant size. Um, she should be grateful we're not. I have much bigger <laughs> legs than her, and she, her, her suit her well. I'm once again trying to be polite here, but uh, if she wants to rifle through my clothes in some ill-fitted attempt, uh, pun intended... To, I don't know, once again, like hit on me like in a bullying kind of way, like we're third yeah. graders, then by all means. But uh, no, we're not the same pant size. Okay. I, was I just wanted to, get to back to that point. clear that up. I did see the tweet as well as it being on the show. Mm-hmm. So I know you said that you didn't know about much of the show going in. Had you ever seen like either Celebrity Big Brother or the regular one, um, any episodes, or you literally went into this blind? No, I'd seen episodes. I'd watched season 16 of Regular Big Brother, which was... You know, kind of why I enjoyed, you know, said yes to this going. Once you really dig into it and you you see, kind of get to know these characters, right? These people, but, you know, characters to me as I look at a TV show, you become more vested into it. And you go, oh, I get it. So I kind of understood the basic strategy of it. But I went in very open-minded knowing that this in a much condensed version, you know what I mean? One month versus three. And also in a version where we're going to go home and see how people played before we get to the jury was going to be a wildly different game. Right. So as much as I had known about the show, anybody who went in, kind of Ross being a, a beautiful version of this example of this, playing just Big Brother, I didn't think would have a great chance of winning because this is a totally different game. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to find out what a strong competitor you were after doing this? Well, it, it was, you know, I had a huge target on my back the moment I walked through those doors. Simply being younger, I mean, half the age of some of the cast, mm-hmm. uh, wildly younger than most of the cast, exception of Ari, um, and then being a guy when it was a predominantly female cast. I mean, all the women admitted this, you know, by week two, that like the target was on my back for all those reasons. And so it was definitely at a disadvantage, and it wasn't super fun initially because it was like the girl gang versus the guys. The odds didn't look good. I was clearly the first one out. But then I had a moment where I went, hey, you know what? I don't give up easily. And I also remembered, hey, why watch this game? Even though it's Celebrity Big Brother, it's still Big Brother and anything can happen. And so I had this kind of moment of realization where I went, you know what? I'm going to formulate a plan. I'm going to team up with whoever I can team up, do whatever I can to flip the vote. Because if I can do this one, this is going to be the hardest one I have to do. Definitely. And when I was able to do that, and I I I haven't gone back and watched all the episodes. I, I saw what I needed to see to vote and kind of just moved on. Yeah. I don't know what they showed, but it was very much... Me going around the house from teaming up with Shannon to keeping Mark on the back burner until it was ready to go to running with the rumors of Chuck talking to Keisha, which I still to this day don't know if it really happened or not, but it doesn't matter. That was the game. If somebody's validating a rumor, that was as good as truth in the house and ultimately flipping that vote. And once that happened, I was like, all right, I'm here to stay and I'm here to play the game. Yeah. So I think we know who your least favorite housemate was. (laughs) Who was your favorite? 
Um, obviously, it was nice to see Chuck. Um, he left, you know, first, which was a bummer. You know, look, Mark McGrath really had my back for the show. And we had raced in the Long Beach Grand Prix together before in racing cars. So oh, I'd, I'd met him and hung with him a little bit. But we got to really become buddies in the show. And so especially considering just all the time we got to each other hanging out, um, especially while the, you know, the women were having like the girl group thing at the beginning, which is the first 10 days of the show until we flipped the vote. It was all the girls versus the guys right. until we blew that up and then that changed. It was pretty much myself and Mark and Chuck and Meta hanging out. <laughs> so all of them became really good buddies of mine and uh, you know, excited to kind of keep that going in real life. What's your favorite Sugar Ray song? Um. They really just, they played, what's the big hit? The, fly? I mean, the, the, yeah, Fly. Fly's yeah. probably the biggest one. They'd end up playing Fly in the morning, which is a lot of fun. They'd play Falling of Mine and Fly of His. Nice. And that's obviously the one that I know the most. I but. saw them at Kaboo like a year ago, and it was yeah. just such a throwback. So it was like, back to junior high for me. I'm I'm a little older than you. Don't need to talk about how much, but. Um, a couple always, years. I've been a fan. Not up, not up to the Brandy's age yet, though, right? Not so, yet, no. Yeah, I think I still weird. am considered early 30s we're just gonna go with that is she this is like an honest question i'm not even trying to talk shit now is she in her 30s he says with a, a proud bro brow furled bro, hmm. brow is that how you say that anyways <laughs> i'm getting a lot of suspicious looks around here i'll take that as my answer let's move on i feel like she's probably a, is she around 40 45? Yeah, okay. See, that's wow. why I was wondering why you're putting yourself in that category, simply because oh. I thought there was a big age gap there. It okay. turns out there is. Yeah. Um, so if you could have chosen, who would have been like your ideal final four or final two? I mean, the truth is... Sorry, I'm taking off my jacket here. It's hot in this I room. know. I had to do that, too. I had faux fur on, and it was a little much. So much colder in Vegas than it is in L.A. Because they just blast air conditioning everywhere? No, it's just, it's the desert. Like, it actually, legit, is cold there right now. Well, I mean, California's the desert, too. Is it? Anyways, <laughs> so, we have, the best final two for me would have been Mark, mm -hmm. um, or Chuck. Initially, I wanted to do with Chuck, straight up. Um, and, you know, they kind of realized that us together could have been a powerhouse, and they tried to split that up, and that's what they did. And then I wanted to work with Shannon, and then the same thing happened. They tried to split that up, and she went home. But uh, at the end of that, Mark being next to me would have been my best chance to win because it was pretty clear from giving him an HOH um, to bringing him along in a lot of decisions I was making from the very first one where I flipped the house where I told him, hey, dude, I'm not even going to bring you along until I know this is 100% safe for you. Yeah. But just want to know that I had his vote in the first place. It would have been, you know, look good for me to win. Um, so, yeah, once Chuck was out, it was kind of like Mark would have been the best. Shannon was a great player, but she was such a good player that she became such a big target because of it, you know? Yeah. So you had to you had to play. I mean, I threw every competition I could from giving Ross his first HOH to literally anything I didn't have to win, I purposely didn't win. Because otherwise, the target would have just grown on my back. And whereas Shannon, after that 16-letter word, I mean, she almost couldn't go backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> she didn't realize the value in this game of not winning. Yeah. All right. I mean, look at Marissa. Yeah. She, she did win some things and, and earned those, but playing the the underdog and letting someone else like Ross in this case get all the blood on their hands is the best way to, to play celebrity big brother because then when they go out the house nobody's going to be mad at you and that's why she got the votes in the end I feel like I would suck at that like being in the big brother house wait now on the celebrity version do they take your cell phones oh yeah they do they do you didn't have your phone at all the whole time you were in the house whole month oh I couldn't, I had, I couldn't I had, do it 
um, my team, you know, running the social media, but yeah. it was clear it wasn't me. And we said it was, wasn't me. Yeah, no, it's pretty wild. Look, the toughest thing, though, is straight up having the phone is strange, but then it becomes almost relief. Right. You know, especially if you have a team in place that can handle your stuff. And I'm lucky that I do. That was almost great. Like, I didn't have to deal with a thousand emails a day. Right. Not seeing the sun for a month. It's hard to explain how tough that was. I'm not even trying to be dramatic, but yeah. I did have a copious amount of time to put together lists in my heads of all the plants and animals on Earth that would die without the sun for a month. And um, Interesting. It's, you were, it's a long list. You had some a, time. Lot time. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot a lot of free time. A lot of free time. time at the Big Brother house. <laughs> um, that was, uh, yeah, in the regular season, they have a big backyard, right, with a pool and, you know, straight up and go sunbathing and be outside and walk around and run laps. And without any of that, because we didn't have, we had a tiny little sliver of a backyard yeah. that we'd get on occasion for like a couple hours at night. Even then it was covered. That's the strangest part. If they do the celebrity version again, I would definitely highly advocate that they fix that because yeah that's crazy that's tough. yeah i've been watching that show ever since the first season i remember i was uh, a cheerleader at my high school and being at the football game and all i wanted to know during halftime i was like yelling to my mom in the stands i was like who won big brother like the show has been on for People so long love the show even in the the hallway or in the the lobby right here just some random guys you know, mid-30s guys are like, yo, James, just got to stop you real quick and say you did a great job. Yeah. I had a grown-ass man run up to my car on Beverly Boulevard, like straight up fangirl knocking on the window <laughs> just to be like, hey, can I get a quick photo, man? My wife and I love the show. And like, don't worry, I've had fans for a long time, but they're usually like younger, it you know, a like different demographic young 20s going girls, on. Yeah. you know what I mean? So like, I have like a grown-ass man run up. I'm sitting there going like, what the, sh- what the hell's going on? <laughs> but it's awesome. And people love the show. And, you know, I think they really enjoyed our season and- I'm just, I'm really, really happy that I did it. Definitely. Would you ever do it? Um, I'm going to leave that for my sister. She wants to do it. The second she turns 21, she definitely oh, right. wants you to do be that show. right, you got to be 21 for that? Yeah. Oh, you would, you would kill it in that show. I think that's yeah, definitely more great. her thing than mine. Look, we'll push through the application, see if we can pull some strings yeah. over at CBS when you're ready for I do it. have a few friends, like uh, Derek Lavoisier, uh, Rachel Riley, like a few of my friends have won Derek won seasons. season 16, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Dude, he, I saw him. Yeah, I saw yes. him at the rap party. He came up. Couldn't have been nicer. I think yeah. I actually owe him a phone call because he was like, dude, you had all these great ideas. Um, just couldn't have been nicer. He came up super supportive. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's done He's done great since then. Yeah, he's done amazing. He um, actually just sent me his book. I need to read that still. It just came to my condo a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Congrats yeah, on the book. Definitely. Oh, social media, not having your phone. So do you feel like, wasn't that like a nice like break though to maybe not like with the texting and whatnot. I feel like that would be hard for me. Like I would want to talk to people regularly, but not having the social media on your phone. Was that refreshing? Yeah. I mean, look, I I love that I get to speak to my fans directly every day. That is the coolest part of social Mm -hmm. media for me. But, you know, I I have five or six different platforms from Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Instagram, all the stuff, right? That need content every single day. And it's cool, but sometimes, especially when I'm filming or I'm touring or I'm in the studio, it can be tough to kind of create all that. And it's a full-time job. And like you, I didn't I didn't grow up with it either. In high school, right. I didn't have Instagram. Didn't have. I didn't have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I, pager. I had a phone in high school, I think. Never had a pager. But yeah, I, I still am kind of like in the middle ground where I do get how great it was before we had cell phones and we just had like real memories. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you could be at a party and be an absolute idiot and not worry as much about it. Right. Um. So, yeah, it was to have that little reprieve was kind of nice because it it really reminded you to focus on what was in front of you in the moment. And yeah. I think we're all so distracted on a daily basis, especially by our phones, by 
everything that we often forget to just listen to the person across from us, engage in conversation, not always be in a rush, Absolutely. especially in our industry. I mean, our schedules are packed down to the minute often. Yeah. And that's great. And we're amazing, amazingly lucky to be working. There's no question. But something I really do want to take from the house is just remembering to be present and not worrying so much. If I can take a month off of being on my phone, mm-hmm. I can take a night out to dinner and not be not on my be phone. On and maybe phone. even a weekend and put it away. Yeah. Like, it is possible, guys. I had um, last month deleted Instagram and Twitter from my phone. It was just a lot of negativity coming in from fans and haters and i was just like one day i woke up my mom was like sheena stop being so defensive and i was like you know what i'm deleting this and i did for a little bit um but it is you know it's a business for us and it is something i i missed talking to fans and seeing all the positive comments i'm like you know what i can't let the negativity get to me but i will say just not having it last month for it was like six weeks yeah it was very refreshing. Yeah, it's nice to have a reprieve, take a step back once in a while and realize that as great as it is, it's a social media platform. Like it, it shouldn't affect your, your well-being, your emotional state, you Definitely. know? And I think we all let it affect us way too much. In fact, one of my friends, Molly, she works in a, a, a church and works with younger kids. And something that just always stuck with me when somebody brings up social media in our day and age, it kind of freaks me out, is she'll ask her kids, you know, Every week, at the end of the week, it was what was the best part of your week and the worst part of your week. And these kids, I think, are like eight to ten years old in that range, would undoubtedly every time the best part of the week was reflected from the most amount of likes they got on something. Oh my and gosh, so was you're the kidding worst. me! And I'm not, like I actually say that's with a heavy heart because it makes me generally sad because it's a real issue. Wow! Like we're one of the most depressed, if not the most depressed generation, and it's because of this. Everybody's trying to live up to these often fake, but at the very least inflated lifestyles right like even ours we don't post the bad parts of our days we post the wildly awesome parts you know of course and we're lucky we get to live some of those but man you can't compare yourself to (laughs) other people's feeds it's crazy no do you think for you um i mean this is the first time you've done reality but i feel like from like coming from like big time rush like you just have fans yeah. I mean, people, that's the one thing I love about music and I wish I was musically inclined is people go to your shows and they go because they love you. They're a fan of you. They're not going to hate on you. And that's the difference with reality TV and with music. You know, people go to concerts to have a good time. Do you still feel that mostly like it's like a positive feedback on your social media or now that you've done reality and you're kind of more you and not this character, do you see more negativity? Funny enough, I've always joked that I don't have enough haters. <laughs> I've <laughs> always joked nice. about it. And it's because my fans are the greatest. They'll defend me tooth and nail, and it's so great. But it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny, actually, just to see that after the show, like, there are some haters. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some Brandy fans that want to believe the bullshit that comes out of her mouth. And, like, that's fine, by oh, all I, means. Because I it just makes like. it makes my fans that much more diehard. Yeah. You know what I mean? No question, like, you're not going to test my fans. They like me. They know me. They've, they've seen me from Big Time Rush to independent film to touring on my own. To my own. It's like, it just, it gets me really excited in a way because it just fuels them. Now, by all means, I'm in no way of condoning bullying somebody or right. bullying back. In fact, I've had to tell my fans a bunch of times just because she's going to be a bully, Brandy, or somebody else, which she very much was, to me at least. 
Doesn't mean we need to bully her back, but at the same time, you're welcome to defend me. Right. You're welcome to say, well, that's entirely inaccurate. Give examples of positive things, and I love that, you know? Yeah. People will literally get in, like, full-on fights on my Instagram. One person will say something, then someone will defend me, and they're like, you don't know her. You're a stranger. It's like, well, you don't know her. And then it's just like... <laughs> And sometimes I just turn the comments off. I'm like, stop fighting with each other. Like, just go be yeah. at peace with your day. Like, I mean, some people, they really do. They I can only crazy. imagine. I mean, I'm just getting a taste of it from doing a little bit of reality. Yeah. And like, that's, that's insane. But at the end of the day, you just can't let it affect you. Just try and be as positive of a person as you can. Try and set as good of an example as you can. Totally. And you can't parent or control how the mass populace is going to, you know, take that. And anytime with, like, haters, I just have to remind myself, like, this isn't something that is going to, you know, make me sleep less at night. Like if this is something that they feel they need to say to me and it helps them sleep at night and that makes them feel better about themselves. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I feel bad for you that you're going on a stranger's profile and commenting these nasty things. I'm like, did that really make you feel better? Like, did that make you happy? Probably doesn't, you know? And I think I feel the same way about anybody who's bullying someone else. You know, I try to explain my fans are going through that. I'm like, guys, it's probably them projecting something that's wrong in their life you know what i mean so instead of engaging with it the best thing you can do is just take away their power by not letting it affect you totally and you know just be nice back to like what our parents said you know what i mean like kill them with kindness yep and you know it's like (laughs) be the bigger person yeah and you want to be treated with kindness treat others with kindness and eventually like the world will reciprocate that just because one bully doesn't like they're they're the rare percentage you know what i mean most of the world will respond well like you treat somebody well they treat you back like that still exists I mean, cyberbullying, it is a big problem. It's a huge issue. It's... uh, People, I mean, you know what? It it pisses me off so much because mm -hmm. they won't have the balls to say these things in person to anybody. Never does anyone walk into Sir and say one negative thing to me. I'm either, oh my God, you're my favorite. Oh my God, I love you. You're Mm -hmm. this, you're that. Like, compliment, compliment. I'm like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to go to Sir because it's like compliment central there. there you go. Well, just, it's real life. You know what I mean? Those experiences are so much more important. I challenge you haters to come into Sir and see me and say one of these things to my face that you say (laughs) on my Instagram. That... I, I'm still waiting to see the day. You'd the, probably be impressed. You probably wouldn't even be upset at that point. You'd no. Go, wow. The only Looks thing like that someone has said to me that actually bothered me that they said to my face when it's in comments on Instagram, it doesn't bother me. But this woman came into Sir. She asked me for a photo. And then she goes, oh, you're looking really unhealthy. Like, you should really eat more. And I'm like, okay, so you're insinuating because I'm thin that I have an eating disorder. When actually, I just have pasta for lunch and I'm probably going to have a cheeseburger for dinner. I work out a lot. I'm naturally a thin person. As you know, my sister, she's itty bitty. That's just our genes. But this woman, I was like, I'm so offended. And I go, here, I have a question for you. I said, would you go up to someone who is a larger size and be like, oh, you should really eat less. And she's like, no, God, no, I would never say that. I'm like, then why is it okay to tell me that I should eat more? You're insinuating that I have an eating disorder because I'm thin, but you would never go up to someone who's obese or overweight and say that to them. So how is that okay? It's like this double standard. And she was just like shook. Well, and it's cool that you put it in a really eloquent way and yeah. gave her an example of like why it's offensive to you. You know what I mean? All you can ever do to somebody is tell them, hey, what you said was bothersome to me. It's yeah. offensive and here's why. And then if they want to still say something, then it's mean at that point. But she may very well just not realize. Yeah. And she gave me a hug. She apologized. And she well, was just like. Then. And that's I'm like, a win on no, both I just, sides. I taught you a little lesson. Like, it, it's not okay. It's like skinny shaming. You know, it's it, it still is something that 
Yeah. People shouldn't do. Body and also a good tactic okay. on her part to get the selfie first before she insulted you. <laughs> Just saying, I guess, in real life, guys, you right? know, take a picture of the first, then insult yeah. us. At least you have the photo and we're smiling. And it's probably genuine yeah. at that point. Because <laughs> it's like, they'll like put their arm around me like, oh my God, Bad you're advice. so tiny. And I'm like, Thank you. And they're like, but don't, don't tell me I should eat more. You don't know. No, you, you don't know anybody, anybody's life. You no. know I mean? You can't step into anybody else's shoes. Definitely. You know, and that's also it's just like, look, if your friends and family have an issue with it, like, yeah, they can say whatever they need to say. Like, you're a random stranger. You really don't know me. We can talk. Mm-hmm. But like to parents me within five seconds of meeting me, that's. I'm probably not going to take it well. Yeah, and people will, like, reach out to my mom on her Instagram and, like, send her DMs and just be like, oh, my God, we're so concerned about your daughter and, like, this and that. And she's like, she eats more than most people. Like, I I probably should eat less sometimes because yeah, I, I have like, a problem I'm with snacking. Your mom's like, I'm her mother. <laughs> if anybody would be concerned, it'd be it, me first yeah, and we're exactly. good. Yeah, exactly. But because I had openly talked about in college, I did have an eating disorder. I struggled with that when I was like 20 years old. People just assume that that's it again. And I'm like, no, actually, I love food so much that I got on a healthy meal plan and started working out so I could still eat as much as I want and be thin. I'm still eating my burgers, my burritos, whatever I want, but I exercise. And then most of the time eat super healthy. Yeah. I I try to, but it's like living in Vegas. Oh my God. There's so many amazing restaurants. Everywhere. It's impossible to eat healthy on a regular basis. And then every time I go to my piano bar in New York, New York, there's this New York pizza place right outside. And it's like, well, it's 3 a.m. I've had a few shots of tequila. I should finish that off with a slice of pizza. That makes a lot of sense to me. Right? Yeah, it really does. So. Yeah. So I can't argue with any of this. I think that it's back <laughs> to less and everything in moderation, including moderation. Yes, exactly. And I don't do it every night. But, you know, I, I treat myself on the weekends. That, you need to feed your soul, too. Yes. You know? Yeah. And on Wednesdays, I'm here. I'm drinking Tito's and LaCroix. And it's actually a gluten-free low calorie drink so if you ever get sick of tequila and you want another healthy option great can you tell me what gluten is and why you're so adverse to it it's just a longer conversation (laughs) i hear some giggles out there yeah no your sister's literally your sister and your mother are saying no she can't no no she cannot all right we get scott disick in here i heard he had a good rant on this at one point too well i just i've i actually am very fortunate i don't get hungover but I, wow. when well, Tito's, then you're not drinking enough. But when Tito's <laughs> became a thing, everyone's like, oh my God, you don't get hungover. It's gluten free. And I'm like, okay, I'll just hop on the bandwagon. And now I love it. Chilled Tito's with an orange slice. No, my friends who so are vodka good. drinkers swear by Tito's mm-hmm. as well. I just I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I like okay, tequila. well, note to self, I will bring tequila next time we have you here. Perfect. Done. So would you ever do another reality show, something competition, personal, anything like that again? Yeah, you know what? I, I am actually very open-minded to doing something where maybe I'm hosting a reality show or something unscripted, yes. especially that to do with music or something that's you know really in my life or fitness. I would love it. You know, before I was uh, pretty adverse to it. Now I'm actually more than open-minded. I'm kind of looking for maybe something I develop or create this in that world because it's just great. That's what everybody watches these days. You know what I mean? If I can do do something that's positive, that's you know, promoting health or promoting fitness or music or even just something that's fun that's traveling the world guys hit me up we'll talk about it and you can follow him at james maslow on all social media platforms his new single falling is out now and where can we see your film bachelor lions it'll be in uh most states and i think you know 700 or 1000 theaters so most theaters in the next few months so as soon as i have that date we will 
shoot it over let you know amazing well yeah. thank you so much for being one of my first guests on my show thanks for having me and Definitely. congrats on the whole show that's awesome thank you real quick before we go here are some useful car tips that you might not be aware of a coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range i know it's weird right well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid, so they'll know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with True Car certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right, everyone, at James Maslow, get his new single, Falling, and be sure to check out Bachelor Lines when it's in a theater near you. Thanks cool. for listening. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. Uh, with the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that. Uh, do you need it? Let me see you shake that. Uh, do you want it? Let me see you shake that. Yeah. Come and get it. Let me see you shake that. Step in the club, little boy.